Hey guys, it's Denise. It's episode two, season two of the Get Into This podcast. This week's episode is late. It is also very short, but it's an update on why there wasn't an episode last week. So keep listening to the Get Into This podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Denise. Episode two, season two of the Get Into This podcast. All right, so. Um, two weeks ago, I was back for episode one of the season, and I told you guys that I would be back the following week, and clearly I skipped that week, and it's for a good reason. Not really good, but you know, with with just cause. So um, a little over a week ago, I had a fire near my home, and um We've been displaced ever since, and now I'm staying at my parents' house, and I'm recording this at my parents' house, and I am also trying to talk really fast so I can get this episode over before my father comes hunting for me, um, because he's been doing that every single day, and I have nicely asked him before I even walk down here. I'm in a basement. I was like, I'm about to go record something. Please leave me alone. Like, I feel like I'm a kid sneaking um, on the phone with my boyfriend at like 15 years old. <laughs> my parents have been pretty much um, a couple steps under a nightmare to be living with right now. Um, but anyway, back to this fire thing. I'll get to the parent thing. Um, so our stuff is fine. Our home is fine, but um, we've had some, we've suffered some damage because of the proximity to the actual fire. So our windows were blown out and um, we're just in the waiting game right now of our apartment complex to do like the remediation of everything um, that comes as the fallout of when natural disaster type of things happen. So um, it's been over a week. We're in week two right now. Um, I went back to work this week and it's been quite ridiculous. My drive, um, I'm having to commute now, um, quite a distance and I'm like leaving at five 30 in the morning to get to work. I start work at eight. I'm getting to work early. So I'm having time to get coffee and get to work significantly early, but in order for me to avoid like a two hour traffic jam, I'm having to leave that early in the morning. Um, so, so much has happened and I didn't want to come on last week because I didn't want to make this episode like some crisis management type of thing. But the reality is, is nothing in my life has really changed since last week. Um, other than I did get a um a Rihanna the Fenty eyeliner was really good and then if you have oily skin it's not so good because it basically just give me a smoky eye by 2 p.m today so there's my skincare and makeup touch for this episode it's cute goes on creamy um but you will look like a little smudgy wedgy raccoon so anyway um it's so wild how much your 
life, maybe the how you don't realize how regimented you really are. Like being a single parent, I um, really have like a system that works for my daughter and I, and we enjoy where we live. And, you know, I've made her, we have a system, like I've, I've made her pretty self-sufficient in my absence because it's just the two of us. And, you know, that comes with the territory when it's just two people. And it's so wild how disruptive our regular system has been. So I'm staying in my hometown with my parents. The city is called Frederick in Maryland. So I'm about an hour away from my home. And I mean, like things like where I would eat are not even here. My workouts, like all last week, I couldn't work out because there are no boutique workouts. Um, I mean, outside of me, like running sprints up and down the hill that my parents live on or trying to find my way into the one Orange Theory um, studio here. Outside of big box gyms, there there aren't really many things here. And I also didn't know how long I was going to be displaced. So I didn't want to go and just like fork out money for um, temporary memberships to things and all this stuff. So my spirit got a little down um, just by, you know, the sheer nature of what was happening, but because my regular body system was off, like I wasn't working out. I was eating those Wawa subs that I've talked to you guys about I, like three times last week at weird times. I, I was going to Wawa, like trying to, trying to re- like reschedule my times um, so that the same girl wasn't in there making the sandwich and looking, looking at me all funny. Like, why do you keep coming in here? I had the same outfit on um, for the whole week, the first week, because we got evacuated on a Saturday morning and weren't allowed to get back into our home for five days. So I, we didn't have any clothes. We had what we had on that day. Um, and so, you know, I washed our one little outfit, um, but I was literally going to the same places in the same outfits, just feeling so out of pocket and so crazy. Um, we were eventually let back in our home to grab some things. Um, and so I was able to assess what was, what was going on, what, what it looked like. And it's, it's not terribly bad, but again, I'm not in control and, you know, you just have to go through the politics of, of how this type of stuff works. But Um, back to like my eating and stuff, I was just like, oh my gosh, I haven't even like had a salad. Like all of my, all of my conveniences of being in a more populated area closer to DC are gone. And, um, you just don't realize how regimented you are until your, your routine gets completely disrupted and turned upside down. Um, my daughter can't even go to school until further notice because um, her school is just too far away from where we're staying. And there's no way I would be able to logistically manage all of that by trying to get her to school in rush hour traffic because of what time school starts, um, get me to work, get back. Like I would, I would really spend the entire day at least four to five hours just commuting between every one of our locations. 
Um, so thankfully with technology, she's able to, um, attend class via Google classroom for a couple of weeks. So that's been a major help. Um, but you know, it's just, it's crazy. I'm, I'm so blessed that our actual belongings are not damaged. Um, nothing was burned in my home. I don't have a leak. There's no water damage, just slight smoke damage. So it smells actually pleasant in my apartment. It smells like a little campfire. It's not crazy bad. Um, But all in all, you know, I take this as um, life is in perfect order. Everything is exactly as it should be, even when things are bad. And I'm blessed to still have an apartment. I'm blessed to um, to have an apartment that I can pay for. I'm blessed to know that even when all this gets resolved, I can I can go back home somewhere, and that this situation is only temporary. So, um, I still, you know, I'm finding happiness in all of the disrupt that's happening right now. So there's that. So that's what's really been happening, but. Um, the the more comical side of that is i try to i'm saying comical but it's 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 very frustrating at this point but staying with my parents is really rough as you guys know i do not have the best relationship with my mother i have a slightly better relationship with my father but my parents are at an age right now at 60 where they are bored and they have no business and everything that I do, everything that my daughter does has been scrutinized. My father has, I've, I've kind of documented a lot of this on Facebook throughout the first week when it was funny and now it's just annoying AF. So some of the things that my father has done, I'm going to go down the line here. I was working from home last week when, after all this happened and I'm, you know, typing on my computer and my dad is like shoving a blender in my face and he's like, you got to look at this. You, you know, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping because I feel like I just heard the door open. Like they're going to come look for me any second. It's, it, it's ridiculous. So anyway. He's like, you, you, you get, do you know anything about this blender? It's like a ninja blender or something. And it's so funny because my parents are so, are so removed, like from my life that they have no idea that anything that they like bring to me is like old news to me. Like, I'm not unaware of like any of this stuff that they're doing up here in suburbia. I just, you know, I'm aware of what is available, products, foods, restaurants, places, locations, people, things like I'm, a, I'm aware of all of this stuff. If I don't have it, it's because I don't want it. So my father is like, do you know about this blender? Oh my God, this is the apple of blenders. Um, It's glass. You should touch it. Feel this blender. Do you make smoothies? You should have a smoothie. I'm like, do I make smoothies? Like I'm queen of $8 buying smoothies. Like, what are you talking about? So he's doing that. Um, He's constantly asking me why I don't wear socks. Um, Just tonight I came home. Uh at like eight and he's like you know he doesn't even say hello he doesn't ask me how my day was 
he's like, you have such a long day. Like you probably have too long of a day. And I just felt that was so condescending. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm only out here busting my ass, you know, to still get to both of my jobs. Um, and cause I'm still coaching, you know, the show still goes on and you know, he's, he's got something critical to say about everything. Um, I went and got my hair braided on, um, this past Sunday and the day before I, the day before I told them that I was going to be getting my hair braided and that Reagan would be here with them. And it was going to be an all day process because I had, um, to coach prior and where I was going to do all of this was still an hour away. I come back home with my hair braided and he's like, oh, that took you the whole day. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I told you it was going to do. Like, I know how long it takes to get hair braided. And he's like, I would never give somebody my entire Saturday. I'm like, well, you've never been a woman. And here we go. It's just comment after comment after comment. One of the big things that my parents are doing right now, which is really toxic and I cannot stop them. I have, I have sat them down individually. I have you know, showed my frustration. I've showed my anger. I have tried to, um, be really gentle with this conversation. Like it doesn't matter. It's like, um, that old school, um, little people thing right now. I don't know if you guys have seen that meme that's gone around where it says that older black people think that them, that you not letting them disrespect you is disrespectful. Like that's completely what's happening right now. So um, you know, Reagan and I are used to the way we operate in our home as you guys are in yours, like the way you choose to raise your children or the way you choose to live in your house is, you know, may have some similarities, but probably is com- completely different from how you grew up in, in whatever home you were in. And so Reagan and I, um, are quiet at our house, believe it or not. So I keep my lights not off, but dim. Um, I don't turn on all of my lights, maybe like the spotlight thing in the kitchen and um, a, a light in the living room, but I'm big on only having on the lights in the room that you're in. Um, so I might be sitting on the sofa, but the kitchen lights are off, even though it's kind of like all one continuous space because I just value like the serene space and lights to me like I don't want all that extra blue light running I don't like all the extra stimulation that blue light causes um and so I'm just really quiet at home we also have um a roommate style apartment so her her room is on one side of the apartment my room is on another side of the apartment and often we'll eat dinner in the kitchen and that's where we have our little kumbaya for the night and then she'll be like okay good night you know and we'll meet up again in the kitchen in the morning I may if she gets up earlier than me she will sometimes sit there and eat breakfast sometimes she won't but I don't pressure her because you know she is a human being who understands her limitations and who understands her needs at the moment and so if on a couple days of the week she elects to not eat dinner because she just finds that she's not hungry or if she doesn't eat heavier that day than she did the day prior or on the following morning if she elects not to have breakfast um but then the next day she's cooking oatmeal like I don't care because I know that she's intelligent enough to you know eat food when she's hungry to eat food but that is like cardinal sin number one in older people's homes, especially like black moms, evidently, because my mom feels it is like 
somehow the worst thing ever that my child is not eating on a very structured time scale. She thinks that my child, who is again in high school, should be eating breakfast. You know, when the sun rises, like there's some roosters out back that's going to alarm us. Like this is a Kellogg's commercial. She thinks that, you know, she's going to get up and um, eat breakfast at some whatever time. And then at lunchtime, she's going to come downstairs and be like, oh my gosh, it's lunchtime. I'm so hungry. And then at nighttime, she does the same thing. And Reagan, you know, doesn't eat like that. She eats when she's hungry. I think the formal style is called intuitive eating. Like it's actually an eating style. It's called eating when you're hungry. It's not called American classic overeating of just forced eating because the clock tells you to eat. And that's how I I am at my house. I don't believe in making people scrape their plate or eat a full balanced meal or eat whatever. Like a lot of times for dinner, we'll have salmon with guacamole on top and maybe some vegetables or something, but not, you know, chicken and beef and this and that. Like, we eat healthy and we eat the way we're supposed to eat. And I think sometimes that shocks people who aren't used to that, especially when you're staying in their space and they're able to really have like a magnifying glass on the things that you do versus the things that they do. And so the the big controversy that has been happening for the last almost two weeks is the toxic comments about Reagan not eating enough. And that's all that's happening is... Reagan doesn't eat. You need to make Reagan eat. You need to tell Reagan that she has to eat dinner. You need to tell Reagan that she needs to do this. And they'll say it in her presence. Um, they constantly say it to me. I've heard it already once tonight and it's 10 o'clock. I got here at eight. It's nonstop. And like I said, I have had so many conversations over the course of the last like 10 days already about like how you cannot do that because that type of toxic commentary creates issues that you don't think that they create but they do I mean it might make her anorexic it might make her bulimic it might make her overweight it might just put really uncomfortable ideas in her mind I don't know but like you don't get to um you don't get to control that and I don't know if those of you within, you know, my my voice have any issues with your parents drawing any type of um, lines with who's parenting and who's not. But like my parents do not understand the boundary at all. Like for some reason, they don't really understand that like that's my kid, not their kid. Like my mother has no concept of what she should be doing, what she should be. I mean, she she shouldn't. So um it's just been, it's been really bizarre. Um, I think that outside of that, um, unfortunately, this hasn't been the most um, welcoming place to be and it hasn't been comfortable at all. My parents have put unnecessary stress on me, bothering me about things that have nothing to do with nothing. So um, the title of this podcast episode is like my mother and an astronaut. So two nights ago, my mother says to me, um, hey, Meg Jemison is coming to Frederick at this place called Weinberg Center to, she's just coming there. Like, I have no idea specifically what she's going to talk about or whatever, but I mean, I imagine as 
the first black female astronaut, that she's going to talk about obviously that and then maybe an extension of her experiences, whatever. So she's like, I really want you guys to go. And, you know, I don't know when she told me this. I mean, I was probably cooking something. It was, you know, loosely in passing in the kitchen. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just saying, okay, like, okay, I hear what you're saying. But, like, I'm going to have to go back to my personal um, book of availability and bandwidth to really see if that's something that not only is my kid interested in, am I going to be able to get here on time? Is that something that I can do? Do I want to go? Like, you know, all those things. And again, you know, it's like one of those things where people feel like if they're telling you that something's happening, they kind of like, they're not asking you if you want to go. So it's whatever. So I kind of just like, don't really say much about it and just kind of let it hang out. And I get a call from her and she's like, um, hey, did you buy the tickets? And I'm like, no, actually, I have not even given it any additional thought because it's just not on my radar. I mean, like, this is my first day back at work. Um, I've been displaced and going to see an astronaut speak while um, I'm sure very profound. It's just bad timing for me right now. It's just not, I'm not that interested. Um, And she pretty much lost it and doesn't understand why I would not be interested in going to see Mae Jemison speak. And I'm like, look, it's not so much as I don't care about her cause and her mission. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to be home on time. Like I didn't get here today till eight. Um, you know, I don't know what traffic is going to look like. I don't want to be rushing from here to there, you know? And it's just like this unnecessary pressure and, um, So my mother also went and I guess she jumped me because she just told me a couple minutes ago that she went online and bought these tickets. Also, these tickets are $50 a piece. Um, I have $100. However, you know, I have no idea what I'm getting ready to maybe end up coming out of my pocket on for some of, I don't know. I mean, I'm displaced right now, you know, so like buying $100 tickets to see an astronaut, again, not on my radar. So she tells me, she bought the tickets. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I guess I'm you're you're forcing this down my throat. Um, and it was like, well, what is Reagan gonna wear? And I'm like, listen, again, lady, we are up here with a duffel bag of stuff, and the stuff that she has are night clothes and like comfy clothes, t-shirts, jeans, whatever. Like, she doesn't have a band concert outfit to wear to see this astronaut. So, and she was like. <laughs> The next comment she made was, why didn't you get her, why didn't you grab slacks from your house? I'm like, first of all, the girl is in the ninth grade. Like what kid has slacks? Like this is such a grandma ass question. Slacks? I don't have slacks. I have pants. I don't have slacks. And I'm like, she doesn't even have those. Furthermore, we got escorted back into our apartment with some girl who was like her first day on the job who worked in the leasing office and we had a limited amount of time to get our stuff and it was not on my radar that we would potentially be running into an astronaut four days later so we don't have clothes to go and see this I have clothes because I have work clothes with me but my kid doesn't so it's just been such a such a thing and 
it's so difficult to tell people who are your parents who are also think they are right about everything how inappropriate they have been throughout most of this process and you know it's difficult for me to be in other people's space i'm so used to being in my own space i'm used to also being the dominant one it's really tricky when as a woman you are living with another woman who is her home and you know there's some friction there that's always going to be the, the the scenario with me and my mother so that's another reason why I try not to come up here um so it's just been such a time as of right now I'm unsure as to when we're going to get back in our apartment the last bit of information I had was three weeks ish um the hold up right now is our windows and our windows were blown out of our bedroom both of our bedroom windows were blown out due to the heat of the fire next door and the windows as of Monday had not been ordered yet come to find out they're custom windows I have no idea why this apartment complex would still be trying to order custom windows to put back in in this emergency scenario but that's what they're telling people and so um right now I don't I don't know when we're going back home um so it's been really rough um Reagan thankfully was done her track season and in between um her spring season so she doesn't have a lot of um extracurricular activities actually none that she's missing right now me on the other hand I mean my social life and the things that i just normally do um outside of work have been completely thrown off and so um you know we're we're just breathing through all of this but um I don't I don't have a lot of other stuff to share with you guys on this episode it's going to be really quick and easy but I didn't just want to leave you all hanging and trying to figure out why I said I would come back with another episode um, and be consistent in this season. And I had already skipped a week. So just know that we're, we're, we're figuring everything out and we're good. Everybody's healthy, unharmed. Our stuff is fine. My West Elm light that I just bought is untouched. My plants are there. I'm going to go try to sneak in tomorrow while I'm in the area to feed my plants again um and so you know we're just we're doing the best that we can in this in this time it sounds so cliche and sounds like a like an infomercial but I'm just you know trying to look for the silver linings in all of this and one of them also is thank god it's not summertime because that's my favorite season I like live for the summer and I would die if I had to be up here um, in this town, one, with my parents, two, um, for a bulk of the summer, like a whole month out of the summer, I'd have to be in my parents' house and not gallivanting around. I would be, I couldn't even explain how, how, how miserable I would have been. And so uh, despite everything that's happened to us in the last week and a half, two weeks, um, there's so many things that haven't happened. And for those, I'm so immensely grateful. Um, and yeah, so I just want to leave you guys with this final tidbit of just being 
so appreciative of the little things that you take for granted and that we all have taken for granted, myself included. And I mean, you've heard this before, but really it's true. I mean, just being able to lay in your bed tonight is is such a blessing because so many people in this world don't have the opportunity to um just being able to get up and know that your car starts tomorrow or have the confidence that your vehicle is going to start and that you have a destination to go to and it's a job and that your job is accommodating and that your job comes with the paycheck i mean I know that we get really flustered with some inconveniences every day and little things that really um, that really bother us. But just as a reminder, most of us are truly in the 1%. I shared with my class um, this evening that I know that I'm in the 1%. I, I ordered a $17 salad today from Sweetgreen. It was whatever the normal price was. Sweetgreen charged me $4.99 for delivery. Then I had to tip the person. My salad was $17 and like 39 cents today. That is a one percenter. I know that I am immensely blessed to be able to have a $17 salad and leave some of the lettuce in the bowl because like I didn't want it anymore. Like we're blessed. Everybody who's listening to this is blessed because your ass is listening to it on some type of device that cost you a grip to buy a thousand dollars that you probably financed through your provider. Yeah, girl, guy, whoever you are, we have so much to be thankful for. So be thankful for it. Um, hopefully next week I will have a major update and say, hey guys, we're back in our apartment or we're headed that way or something. I do have some things planned for this weekend. Um, and so I'm trying to like slowly find a way, at least on the weekends, to get rolling back into, into the things that make me me. Um, so next week's episode should not be filled with, hey, we had a fire. <laughs> um, anyway, super quick. Um, but that's it guys. Thank you for listening and let's carry on till next week. Ciao.